This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hola, hola, hola. Welcome, everyone, and welcome to another show of Ensalada Latina. Uh, it's me, Jorge, as usual, and today I brought an amazing guest. Um, his name is Juan. Juan, is it Morais, your last name? Yes, correct. It's Morais. Rodriguez Morais, but I go by Morais. Well, it's very nice to meet you, Juan Morais, and I thought that I could bring Juan uh, into this episode today because it's Juan is, you know, I think like Correct me if I'm wrong, Juan, but I think that you and I, uh, our nationalities in New Zealand are not very common either. A lot of Panamanians, a lot of Ecuadorians, not a lot of Ecuadorians in New Zealand, yeah. but what about Panamanians? Yeah, you're exactly right. I think there's <laughs> about four or five of us. Then Yeah, we, we're scars. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not. I think that in the South Island, there's me and another guy, and that's pretty much yeah. it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so our our Facebook groups of, you know, Ecuadorians or Panamanians in New Zealand would be would be pretty, you know, poor, <laughs> I would say. Pretty small. <laughs> yeah, well, um, Juan, I thought I would bring you today to my show, Ensalada Latina, just to know a little bit more about you, right? Um, uh, Juan is a software engineer and he's been living in New Zealand for a while now. I mean, I think that you and I, we have been here for a little bit like three, four years-ish. No, I've been uh, here for almost seven years now. So oh, seven years. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're almost double as me, yeah. Um, so yeah, Juan, I mean, the idea is right now just to uh, know a little bit more about you, know what, you know, what a one other Latin American from the Latin American community is doing in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we'll take it from there. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, we also have, I have some songs that you have recommended, Juan. And he, I gotta say, I didn't know any of, uh, one, from one, I didn't know the other two bands that you recommended. So, you know, looking forward to listening to these songs. That's great, that's great. It's all about <laughs> being, uh, showing the ones that are, are the most popular. <laughs> nice. Actually, do you think maybe uh, we can go ahead with the first song and then we can come back? Yeah, sure thing. I'm just going to be myself. All right. So, Juan, tell me, what is the first song that we're going to listen to? It's going to be uh, Te Lo Adverti by Los Mesoneros. They're a Venezuelan rock band that I really love, man. Um, I think I found them when I was living here in New Zealand. And they just produce banger after banger. It's kind of like a soft rock, like if you think like indie Um, I really don't know how to compare it to like Ecuadorian um, bands, but um, I really like their style and they've just been pumping out some really great albums nice. they're currently in Mexico. But yeah, they've they, just been doing really, really good. And I really, yeah, uh, yeah I really dig their music. You say, you say that they're from Venezuela. Correcto. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah, because I mean, my favorite band ever is Los Amigos Invisibles, who are Venezuelan as well. So, yeah, you know. they make great music and great food, yeah. man. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, let's go with Te lo Alberti by Los Mesoneros. There you go. Salir 
That was Los Mesoneros, te lo advertí. That was an amazing tune, man. Thanks for that. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. All right. So, Juan, um, what's what's up with you? How did you, uh, how are you in New Zealand? Uh, how yeah. was that journey from, you know, seven years-ish being in Panama and now being in New Zealand? Tell us. Yeah, so um found about New Zealand from a friend who was already studying here, and he was also from Panama. Well, actually, two, two of my friends from, uh, that I met at my uni back home, mm -hmm. uh, they just happened to say, yeah, I'm going to study uh, game development in New Zealand. I'm like, that sounds cool. Um, you know, I didn't know much about New Zealand. If usually uh, people from Panama would go to uh, universities in the U.S., for example, we have... Um, Florida State University, they have some um, offices in Panama, and this is like the Louisville University. So a lot of people will kind of, if you want to go overseas, they'll usually go to those universities, right? Mm. Um, but I was never like fully appealed. I don't know why, but yeah, long story short is that I found out about New Zealand. It sounded great. And I said, it's a place since uni, see how it goes. And yeah, I got accepted. Um, yeah, I, I had like a month to prepare my like my visa, my, uh, so many things, you know, like doing yeah. a, a English test. You, proof you can speak English and stuff. Um, <laughs> but that all happened like in like a month. So that was pretty lucky because I got like my visa about five days before uh, flying out. <laughs> mm, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to, to do my, my studies in Auckland uh, at a university called Media Design School. Um, and again, I specialized in making games. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But yeah, I became a software engineer though, like by profession. Uh, and yeah, I've been kind of doing that stuff um, ever since. Okay, so it's interesting what you say because you know in Ecuador is the same. Everyone when they want to study, they go to the U.S. Yeah. So I was just like, man, the U.S. is too mainstream, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was either the U.S. or the U.K. And I was like, that's too mainstream. I want to go to Australia or New Zealand. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah. so that's awesome. How was your uh, university experience? How would you rate it out of ten? Um, I think it's uh, at least a six or seven. It's like it's yeah. good if you're autonomous. Like um, I was, yeah, very autonomous and disciplined with my studies, so I, I was able to do really, really well. And like, I got a lot out of it. You know, like I got to do really cool projects and meet really good people that possibly you know affected how I came came into the industries. Um, mm -hmm. But I think if you're just not as disciplined, like you won't really get much out of it. Mm -hmm. so that's why I give it a bit of a you know. A mixed rating because I think everyone who goes to uni should get a, a good experience from it. Um, but no, I think overall it's it prepares you quite well for um, at least for making games. That is, uh, like you'll you'll come out with a decent portfolio and just like knowledge on how yeah. to make games. Okay, but you took a slightly different route than making games, right? Yeah, well, I started doing games for uh, two years at a company called Pickpock, uh, mm. we're based in Wellington. And then, yeah, I went into Sharesys, which is a, a finance or like fintech startup, and they don't do games at all, right? So um, the main aim was to, yeah, I switched from games into doing like web apps and, you know, um, just normal applications, which is like the skill sets might look the same, but they're pretty different um, once mm. you get into like the, the under the hood um, kind of stuff. Yeah, I know shares is. I've invested a hundred dollars there. So let's see how how much how rich I get <laughs> from that. That's good. Yeah. It definitely told me a lot about investing, and it led me to it prompted prompted me to think um, 
how like people I know back home don't really invest. Um, yeah. You know, like if you're rich, then you definitely know how to invest. But back home, you know, most of my family doesn't really know investing besides you're like, let's get a home and let's just put savings in. Like, I mean, let's put our money into a bank account. And now mm-hmm. like the one teaching them like, yo, actually, the, well, well, that's all, all good and fair. This is like <laughs> an alternative that um, I personally enjoy, you know, like us millennials and Gen Zers. Yeah. We grew up in a time where housing is super unaffordable compared to our parents. So like we got to find, you know, separate ways. And um, yeah, I've really enjoyed kind of learning about finance and like that world. We're going to make use of all that Starbucks coffee, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And avocado <laughs> and toast. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So um, you started in Auckland, right? How was your move to Wellington? Was it like a work-related thing or you were just like trying to just get a new atmosphere? What was that like? So I came to Wellington first for a, uh, a uni, did like a, a bit of a trip. Well, a few of us did, um, we went to Armageddon and it's a, um, a, conf- well, a, a conference slash event where you can, you know, showcase games or you can like go to and see people making their art. Or like if you're a creative, right, it's Armageddon for you. So if you sell posters or comics or uh, drawings or whatever, Armageddon is, is a thing that New Zealanders love going to. It hasn't happened recently or it hasn't been hyped as much. But um, we had the chance to um, had our games be showcased to um, the crowd. And so that weekend I was like, well, I'm going to Wellington, right? And, and big pockets in Wellington. So I might as well shoot my shot and, and send them an, an application like a week or two before. And be like, hey, I'm going to be in Wellington in this date. So what's up? Um, yeah, they called me for an interview when I was there. And um, we chatted and, you know, did the whole interview process. And next thing I know, I had, I had the offer. So um, pretty much when I, I finished my uni, And like three, three to five days. Now, nah, actually, yeah, like say I finished on Friday, and by Monday I was already on my way to Wellington. So it was quite hectic. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't have time to um to get ready, but <laughs> it was like I I, I kind of like that um that pace. So it was pretty cool. And yeah, I guess I've I ended up due to work, but I came originally just to like see how the city was. I, you know, I kind of liked it. Mm. Um, and yeah, and things kind of happened. In, yeah. in a way that they worked in my favor, I guess. <laughs> Seems like it was meant to be for you. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wellingtonian, you know, even before you even went there. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> I don't know so, if I consider myself one nowadays with the weather. And, uh, it's not the best, but um, it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, I like the hills in Wellington. You know, I like the whole, you know, I don't know if you've been to Christchurch. Yeah, right? been, have, you, yeah, have, yeah, you, yeah. have you been to Littleton? Littleton. Um, I'm not sure, actually. Maybe. No. Well, yeah. it's it's a town, you know, in a bay and all that. And for me, Wellington is like Littleton in like 200 years, you know, it's like the same babe kind of like. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, Juan, what do you miss? Uh, sorry, what was my question? Um, what uh-huh. made you want to stay here? I mean, or did you, before you even come came to New Zealand, you were like, well, I'm going to stay there. How was that? thinking process you know what was all like being just out of the circumstances or you were just like yeah i want to make new zealand my new home no um, i think when i came here i said well if my university is three years i should take advantage of um hoping to stay to get some experience abroad um and luckily you know new zealand students who are internationals can stay now up to three years right after they they finish their, their studies and so I, i never really wanted to go back home right away because i think For me, for me personally, it would have been a bit of a bit of a waste of my uh, my resources or like my my skill set. Mm. I know that if, if I stay in New Zealand, then I could have really like 
exploited in, in a good way my, mm. um, my learning right and so I, yeah I wanted to stay here longer um, I'm currently a resident becoming a permanent resident next year I'm not sure if I want to settle in New Zealand it's a great country like don't get me wrong um, I just want to go to places like Europe maybe the US maybe Canada but eventually I think for me I would just love to settle back home um, mm. you know there's nothing for me like back home um, and um, yeah eventually I think once I'm older, right, like I'm, like, I'm ready to have kids or whatever. Yeah, I think New Zealand's a great place. So I, I think it's, it's definitely not out of the, out of the, uh, out of the question, but um, yeah, it's a good place to be. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you know, I hear you there, man, because, you know, I feel the same. Like I love New Zealand, you know, before I lived in Australia, I loved Australia. And mm-hmm. I, I really like uh, how my life has turned out here. And but there's that little something about just coming back home, you know, and there's many reasons like for, I, I don't know, Panama, but for Ecuador, there's so many reasons not to go. <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's that the fact that we were born there, that we spend, you know, our childhoods there, that, you know, and to me, for example, something that can't beat any other place is the tropics, you know, the fact that Ecuador is in the tropics and it's so mm-hmm. warm and the water, you go to a beach, you know, it's so warm. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's, there's, not such a thing in either northern or southern hemisphere yeah exactly um and we're also from the tropics right like i grew up with um 30 degrees 80 percent humidity well my, my home just next to a des- a, next to a desert but it, it is still pretty pretty hot and um yeah it, there's, there's stuff like that in, in culture and like you're bringing right like in panama we, we're a really small country we're about four million people but uh, three quarters of the size of the north island here and so you you know everyone and everyone knows everyone and that kind of yeah, yeah. I, I do miss those kinds of things now every now and then right I mean every time I read about you know the actual life and how it would be there's things I'm not I'm not a fan of but I think well, uh, later this year that I'm going to I think it'll be really good to know because I'm going to be working remotely um, mm. it'll be, it's going to be a different experience right it's going to be like I haven't been there in two years and now like a fully grown adult I guess uh, and I'm yeah just to it'll, it'll be good to like get that review <laughs> that's a great way just to make a stop now and you tell us about the other song that you recommended and then after the song we come back and listen a little bit more what you got to say about your trip to panama what's coming awesome. next that's good so we have tormenta about making movies uh it's one of my favorite bands and it's composed by two Panamanian guys from veraguas the province of veraguas and um, it's composed by another Mexican and an American guy, and they've been yeah making great tunes um, for forever now. And uh, I, I discovered it through one of my best friends, Carolina. If you ever uh, hear this out, uh, thank you very much. Tormenta <laughs> nice. is about actually it. It sings about um, the main singer is Panamanian, and he sings about how he misses the the carnival, the carnival, and he misses things from back home because they live in um, in Kansas City um, in the United States. It's okay. a lot closer okay. to New Zealand, but they. It's a good nostalgic song that you're like, whoa, it's like, you know, it, it kind of hits home to me. So, yeah, that's why I really like it. Perfect. Now we got Making Movies. Well, the band is called Making Movies and the title of the song is Tormenta. There you go. One, two, three, four. Quiero ver mi país esta Navidad. Quiero hablar con mi abuelo y la verdad Porque el frío me atormenta Si sí, el frío me atormenta Quiero ver la marea y sentir la humedad Ver tus ojos marrones otra vez más 
frío me atormenta Si el frío me atormenta That was Tormenta by Making Movies. It's quite a unique um, uh, name for the band, isn't it? Making Movies in English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if, it's, if it hurts their SEO uh, when someone searches for them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's going to be so hard to find them, you know, unless they are very popular. So, um, Juan, uh, what is your, you know, you mentioned that you're going to do some remote work. So, you, you know, I've seen on TikTok some of those guys who like say, you know, let's work remote and they're like in paradise islands, you know, working remotely from a computer. Is that going to be you? <laughs> um, I wouldn't be working from a beach, but I will be working from my, from, yeah, from my house, hometown. <laughs> yeah. So what, what are your what are your expectations of of have you worked remotely before? Um, I've done like a bit of remote work, like um, Assures is it's a remote first company. That means like if someone is uh, not being able, not able to go to a meeting in person, we still have a meeting um, remotely. But the okay. new company that is a 100% remote, we're like globally um, based. So we have people in India, Colombia, um, the UK, in Australia, New Zealand, maybe in Ecuador, who knows. Mm. Um, and that means, you know, I can work from any time zone I want, which is really good because it lines up with my, <laughs> my, um, desire of traveling and um, I think nowadays right all you need is a laptop and some internet um, or a computer or some internet but obviously a laptop is easier and I'm just going to be yeah logging on from whenever I want and uh, sorry from wherever I want and that yeah that'll be it how are you going to deal with the with the time zone I mean um, do you well, have to like wake up but are you working in New Zealand remotely or somewhere yeah, else? Yeah. So I'm currently working remotely and, and they're Australian based and so like because we are globally remote there's no time zone there's no time for anyone so you mm. can actually work whenever you want sometimes right I'll, I'll start at nine then nine to twelve and then I'll take like a two-hour break and then I'll finish at like seven or something just to get a bit of a, a sunlight because you know usually if you finish oh, work at five or six it's like oh it's very dark in New Zealand um yeah like I'll be in Panama I'll be setting my own hours I can do eight to five eight to eight to four whatever um, in my own time zone and mm. yeah they don't, they don't really care so I think that's great personally <laughs> nice so uh, you said that or I don't know if you said it yeah. um, <laughs> I was going to ask you what yeah. is what kind of projects do you think that you're going to be working in? and I'm not like trying to tell like ask you anything specific but yeah. are you going to be working in video games or so uh, yeah, good question. So the, the company I'm at right now, they um, they do entertainment-based stuff, and one of the main products is a video game. So at the moment, my role is of a um, full-stack engineer, and I do um, you know the, the the traditional ones, which is the front end, i.e., a UI or like the interactive part of an app. I do back end, which is more like server and um, logic, business logic, and I'm also doing 3D, which is you know graphics and that kind of jazz. Um, so it, it's, it really is like a, a, a mix of what I did at, at, uh, when I was a game developer and now when I was a web app developer kind of thing. And so it's a cool role. Yeah, because it combines all my, my, all my skill sets. And so I think we'll be doing, yeah, working on uh, some games on, on, or game technology, which for me is super exciting. That sounds amazing. I mean, I got to tell you, I'm so jealous. Man. I mean, <laughs> you're definitely going to be 
I don't know, going to surf in the morning and then going to work in the yeah. later morning, you know, that's going to be great. Yeah, that would be awesome if I, if I can pull that off for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're running out of time, uh, Juan. So one last question that I had for you, when you want to feel close to home, and I guess that's, a, I know that that's a hard question because yeah. if you are the same as me, there's no Ecuadorian restaurants in New Zealand. So I don't know if there's any Panamanian restaurants in New Zealand. What are you nah. doing well when you want to feel close to home? You know, what hey. is there, is, are there places or, you know, what are you doing? Well, uh, I will first start by shouting out some of my favorite restaurants in the city. And then I'll say things I like cooking. But yeah, uh, for example, Viva Mexico in Newtown, they make amazing Mexican food. They have um, nopales, which if, you, if you're not Mexican, if you're not from the area, you know that they are cacti uh, and they taste pretty good. And they also have like um, tomato soup and things that are, you know, yeah, you're really yummy and nice. And the stuff is so Chilean. So I, I always poke fun of them because they're like, you're Chileans making Mexican food, but you make it great anyway. Um, there's also a, a good place that's Brazilian called, um, oh, I forget the name right now. I will, I'll come back to you with this name, mm. but they make, yeah, they make some really good, um, food. And there are a few places that are Latin American, mainly, you know, South, like Chile, Argentina. Um, but there are many of us here. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I like to cook a lot of food. And so, um, late, lately as of like three or four months ago, I've been just cooking a bunch of, um, Latin American cuisine kind of thing. So for example, Venezuelan and Colombian arepas, I've been making lots of plantain, which in Panama, we love plantain. Mm. Um, it's like a banana, but it's just sweet and or sour, depends, depending how ripe it is. Um, for example, cocho, which is a, a chicken stew. And so I've, I've just been really going hard with my cooking. Mm. And I found it really good because uh, as, as nice as it is to go out and dine outside, you know, it's really hard to replicate a, a meal that you've grown up with. And so, yeah, and it's been my go-to recently, just like whipping up a nice... I was going to ask you, because uh, here in Christchurch, it's actually quite difficult to get the green banana, you know, the plantain. Is it easier to get in Wellington? Man, close to where I live, there's like a South Indian or Fijian store, and they sell plantain sometimes. And so okay. I'm great friends with them. But, you know, like people think, <laughs> people here think a, a plantain is a green banana. And it's like, I'm like, no, no, it's not the same, because the green banana is still a banana. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you need starch, but not, uh, I go to them quite often. And, um, there's also the, the La Tienda Colombiana, which is a store. Oh, no. It's called mm. Latino Foods now. Sorry. It's a New Zealand-based um, store. And they sell frozen um, plantains. So you should get into it. Um, yeah. Nice. Latino Foods. The code that ends it, I think, is the, is the site. David, if you're listening, here's your shout, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the advertising spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. I mean, here I try to, you know, to cook for my partner because in Ecuador is also a lot of plantain, green and yeah, yellow plantain, but it's just hard, harder to get here. But I guess like pack and save count that that's a no go, right? Like you have to yeah, go yeah, to yeah. the really, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nice. man, I should really go to Ecuador sometime. If you have plantain, I'm already liking you Oh guys. man. Yeah. I mean, I think that you, yeah, Panama and Ecuador, I mean, we're very close to each other, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Okay, well, look, Juan, I mean, we're running out of time and I wish we could co keep talking again. So if you don't mind, I might invite you for a future show, a future episode. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> and be but before we go, Juan, I wanted to, you know, just to leave to sign off with the last song that you recommended that mm -hmm. if you don't, if you, you know, if you don't mind me saying, it's kind yeah. of like a critique to our capitalist consumerist society, isn't it? Yeah. So what, what is it? What's coming? So we have Ruben Blades, which is uh, 
one of the heroes of Panama. He's like one of the best salsa musicians, in my opinion. <laughs> well, and in many's opinion as well. He's great. The name is the name of the song is Plastico. It's plastic. And yeah, it really talks a lot about um consumerism society and, and how we are really into appearances, right? And uh, it maybe applies more to uh, Latin America, but it's still a great tune. It sounds awesome. Um, it has an it has a shout at the end where it just like shouts out the different countries and that I think that pumps everyone up to like yeah, <laughs> yeah um I think Ren Blaze is just someone I look up to you know him being, being Panamanian and being um he grew up abroad in like New York and stuff so he kind of I guess he well I guess we can relate to him in a bit right we left our countries to go somewhere different in a bit of a, an uncomfortable environment if you will right away away from the comforts of our home and so yeah a really good song. He really, he really did make it, isn't it? Like he's one of like besides Hector Lavoy, he's the the other one. You know, he's like those yeah, yeah, two to me. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Ruben Blades Plastico, and with this we say bye. Don't forget to follow us on on uh, Spotify, Salah Latina NZ, uh, Facebook, Salah Latina NZ, and Instagram, in Salah Latina NZ. Uh, great to have you, Juan. And this is Ruben Blades Plastico. See you later. chica plástica, de esas que veo por ahí, de esas que cuando se agitan, sudan Chanel number three, que sueñan casarse con un doctor, pues él puede mantenerlas mejor, no le hablan a nadie si no es su igual, a menos que sea fulano de tal, son lindas, delgadas, de buen vestir, de mirada esquiva y falso reír. Él era un muchacho plástico, de esos que veo por ahí Con la peinilla en la mano y cara de yo no fui De los que por tema en conversación discuten qué marca de carro es mejor De los que prefieren el no comer por las apariencias que hay que tener para andar elegantes y así poder una chica plástica recoger ¿Qué falló? Era una pareja plástica, de esas que veo por ahí Él pensando solo en dinero, ella en la moda en París Aparentando 